0: You will be rich and miserable, and you can be poor and quite happy with Jesus by your side.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. God has been good to Bobby to provide the resources needed to broadcast On the Bright Side all across the country. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. As you listen to On the Bright Side, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at Bobby's church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. No matter what your situation is, Bobby has the gift of being able to relate and empathize. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America, trusted by many at work, Home or play. Let Nebo light your way. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur, business
0: owner, and spiritual life coach Bobby Bollinger. Okay, someone once said this Well, I've been rich and I've been poor, and believe me, rich is better. Has anybody ever heard that line before? Well, you have to admit, that it's our human nature to agree with that statement. Most of us strive or wish openly that we were richer. But I think we should examine that just a little closer. Remember when your mother said, be careful what you wish for? Well, that kind of applies here. Because when we pray God's will for our lives, it usually involves including Him helping us be successful at something. But when we're sincere, we have to also be willing to accept whatever position that we're put in, including one that is lacking financially. Why would God ever want me to live in poverty? Well, God doesn't want you to live in poverty. But I can think of several reasons why he would let you be there. I mean, he could want to teach us through hardship to trust and depend on him. He may know that you would struggle spiritually if you're faced with too much prosperity and know you aren't ready for it. And many times he doesn't want us distracted, tempted with materialism or power at some particular time in our life. You see, the Lord wants to bless and grow our whole person as well as financially. But he knows it's not always best for us. It was Jesus who said to his disciples, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. We've heard that a lot. But what we forget is that just a few verses down from that, it said, Jesus beheld them. Now, beheld, I looked it up. That means he got their attention. He made eye contact. He meant for them to understand what he was saying. He said, with men, this is impossible with No, excuse me. He said, with men this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You see, what Jesus was saying is that riches are either a blessing or a curse. And while it can be a tremendous blessing for a faithful Christian, the sad truth is most people can't handle prosperity and keep Christ the center of their life. So I hope the young men especially are listening to me this morning. And I've spoken to many young men. And I sense only too well the smell of ambition. Because I was once just like them. Driven to succeed. Determined to be young and rich. But the lessons learned on that track were, were brutal. And it blinded me and it distanced me, distanced me from the fellowship that I should have had with the Lord. What I learned during that time is this that making money is not the purpose of our life but it can get in the way of it and our financial condition rich or poor should have nothing to do with our happiness and contentment in the Lord you will be rich and miserable and you can be poor and quite happy with Jesus by your side I don't know if Jesus ever spoke a more powerful truth that targets this particular generation than when he said, for what will profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Forward. I want to say again, God wants to bless us. And he wants for us to prosper. But much more than that, He wants us to grasp the internal view of things. He wants us to recognize that our life here is but a speck in time. And if we truly want the formula for success, you'll find it again in the words of Christ. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Have
1: you ever made a decision and later regretted it? Well, stay tuned and be encouraged to learn that your bad decisions don't have to be the end of you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique
0: layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to share for a minute about making good decisions. Now, uh, I believe that all of our important decisions have a chance for glory or they don't. And to explain what I mean, I first have to tell you about a bad decision that I once made. Now, when I was a boy, I played football. And we had a pretty good team. And in the last game of the season, uh, we were marching down the field with just a few minutes left in the game. Uh, Now, I played quarterback. And because we had a two-touchdown lead, the coach called timeout and he called me over And he said, "Uh, okay, Bollinger, just keep the ball on the ground and run the clock out and don't screw it up. I said, okay, coach. And I went back to the huddle. And when I got back to the huddle to call the play, our wide receiver, which was a boy named Chucky. And he looked at me and he said, Bobby, this is the last play of the season. It's the last play I'll ever have on this team because of my age, and I, I know I can get open. It's my last chance to make a touchdown. You've got to throw me a pass. So I looked over at the coach, and he was doing this. And I looked back at Chucky and his pleading eyes, and I made a decision. And I called a pass play into the end zone. So when I took the snap from center, immediately I was facing this blitz of rushers. And so I was running for my life. And right before I was hit, I just heaved the ball to the corner of the end zone where Chucky was supposed to be. And laying on the ground, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a little defensive back for the other team intercept the pass and begin running the other way down the field. And all I was thinking right then was, this is not good. So I managed to jump up and go after him, and I was determined to stop this disaster in the making. And I actually had a shot at tackling him around the 50-yard line, but when I dived to tackle him, not only did I miss him, but he stepped on my hand and he broke my thumb as he kept running to score a 109-yard touchdown. (laughs) It hurts to talk about it. It really does. Later, I learned it was the national record for the longest touchdown in our state. Uh, Well, okay. Now, can we just all agree that I made a bad decision? And is it any wonder? I mean, first, I undermined my coach, which was my authority. I took an unnecessary risk. And then I had to live with the humiliation and consequences of my decision. My broken thumb was one of them. But the thing is, my decision never had a chance for glory because I made it for all the wrong reasons. And the Word of God is full of stories of people making bad decisions. You just take Jonah, for instance. Now, the Lord gave Jonah a mission. Go to Nineveh, preach to the heathens there. But it didn't make sense to Jonah to go to Nineveh, it was a bad and dangerous place, so instead, he makes a decision, and he takes a cruise instead. But God wasn't through with Jonah. Now, how many know our bad decisions doesn't alter what God intends to do with us? Because the word says, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Well, you know the story, story Jonah's shipwrecks, he gets swallowed by a whale, And I figured that just about the time Jonah sees the teeth of that whale, he was thinking, this is not good. You see, when Jonah decided on his own not to go to Nineveh, his decision never had a chance for glory. Well, thankfully for Jonah and for me, our bad decisions don't have to be the end of us. They can bring us to a place of repentance and restoration because of the amazing grace of God. Like when Peter denied the Lord three times, the decision he made didn't have a chance for glory, but because of God's grace and Christ's love, Peter learned from his bad decision and was restored and overcame his mistakes. Every important decision either has a chance for glory or it doesn't. And when we make them impulsively, or selfishly, or to satisfy our lust or our ego, those decisions never have a chance. It's kind of like when King David decided he had to have Bathsheba. That decision never had a chance for glory. But when we're faced with making an important decision in our life, and we pray for wisdom, and the outcome that we're seeking in our decision-making is to bring honor and integrity to the situation then that decision always has a chance for glory. Not our glory, but His. I'm telling you all this because we're all going to make some bad decisions. And maybe, like me, you've made some recently. But I want you to know that God is faithful. And if we'll trust Him, He'll always be there for you. In your bad decisions. The word says trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he, listen to this, will make your way straight. It says he will make your way straight. That means he knows our way needs straightening out. Our way is not straight. And our own decision making is one of the reasons that our way gets crooked. But if when, when we are wrestling with making a decision, we say, Lord, does this way have a chance for glory? Then I believe he will guide our thinking and honor our sincerity. And not only will our path be straight, but we'll begin to understand this passage of a scripture in Isaiah where it says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it, and then everything you do will have a chance for glory. And something good
1: will happen. In Jesus' name. God showers his blessings on us in so many ways. Stay tuned to hear three ways how you can maximize God's blessings on your life. On the Bright
3: Side, we'll be right back nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space a constant stream of new innovative lights incredible impulse displays and an industry only buyback guarantee which means nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell so if you own a retail business of any type
1: We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the bright side.
0: I want to talk about receiving God's blessings in our life. Say this prayer with me, Lord, I want your blessing on my life. Now, whether we express this verbally or not very often, this is a constant declaration for every Christian because we love the Lord. And we desire His blessing on our life at all times. And I want to assure you this morning that no matter what's going on in your life right now, that God intends to and plans on showering you with His blessings. But you have to remember these four things in order to recognize and to maximize His blessings on your life. The first thing to remember is that you have to receive God's blessings through Christ. The greatest blessing you will ever receive is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen? When we accept Him, we are eternally blessed. You see, God blesses us in many ways. But He starts our relationship with the greatest blessing of all. He saved us. He gave us life. Hope. He gave us a future. The Word says What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Of course we want God's blessings in our life. But first we have to stop and acknowledge that when we've accepted Christ, we are blessed. We're blessed. Now and forever. Amen. So we are blessed and we want God to keep blessing us. Okay. The next thing we have to remember is this. We celebrate God's blessings in worship. We celebrate God's blessing in worship. The word says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You might say, Now, Bob, am I supposed to celebrate God's blessings when I don't feel I'm very blessed? Yes. Yes, you are. You know why? I just told you. Because of Christ I live. When we adopt this outlook on our life, we develop a different attitude about the trials and the hardships in our life. We put them in God's hands where they belong, and we celebrate and worship because no matter what we're going through, through Christ, we're saved, and therefore, we're blessed. Can somebody say amen? That brings me to the third thing that we have to remember to be blessed. We have to expect God's blessings by faith. The Word says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards or blesses those who earnestly seek Him. You see, many times we can't feel or see the blessings that we have or that are coming our way because we don't know what God is up to. And that's why we have to trust Him. If we did know, we wouldn't need faith. So sometimes, we can be going through the fire, but still know by faith that God has his hand on us. The Lord said, don't worry, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And finally, we have to remember this, that we are always blessed when we share God's blessings with others. Now, we can make this part all about money. The Word sure gives us plenty of material on giving to others, but that would be way too limiting of God's purpose in our life. The best thing we can share with others is the best thing that God shared with us. And that is, of course, Jesus Christ. When we share the blessing that Christ is to us with others, every other blessing... We have just spills out of us. That's when we want to give of ourselves and of our resources. The word says that we're even supposed to respond to people with bad attitudes. It says, don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, pay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a what? A blessing. You know something? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It took me a long time to understand something. My circumstances doesn't really have anything to say about it. And it's only been since I've understood that that God has begun to bless me in ways that I could never have hoped for or imagined. You see... Everything we have, everything we have is because of the grace of God. And if you want God's blessing on your life today, you just receive His greatest blessing through Jesus Christ. You celebrate God's blessings in your life in worship this morning. You expect God's blessing in your life by faith in Him and His Word. And you share with God what God has blessed you with with those around you. And if you do, I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name.
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. God has been good to Bobby to provide the resources needed to broadcast On the Bright Side all across the country. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way.